Are you currently looking for your first apartment or have always had trouble finding the perfect apartment for you? Well, guess what? I have the perfect episode for you, which is this episode right now that you're listening to. So if I was you, I would stay tuned to After the Music. Welcome to the Lazenby Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Lazenby, and I'm here to help you along your journey to your success. I will do this by sharing my experiences, as well as give tips and tricks I've learned through my current journey to receive my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. Throughout this season, I'll be covering topics including myths about college, transfer advice, networking, and much more. So get your pen and paper ready as we dive into each episode to take in something that gets you closer to your success. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lazenby Experience Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Lazenby, and we are in season two. Episode number five, where I will be discussing moving into an apartment or the process of moving into an apartment. But before I give you my tips to help you, definitely if this is your first time moving away from home and moving or in or moving into an apartment, before I get into that, um, I do want to uh, give you a little story time. So since my college, since I started college, I've had my share of roommates. Um, I have my share of apartments slash townhomes. I did live in a townhome for a year and I had one to three roommates at a time. So I definitely have a lot of different stories and memories of of my time living in apartments. Well, I'm still living in an apartment, but back in the past, I definitely have a lot of memories, both good and bad, but nonetheless, memories I will remember throughout my life. I do want to say one thing before I get into this one story. Once you get into your own apartment, or townhome, um, you get a lot of freedom. A lot of freedom you probably n- didn't have while you were living with your parent, parents or guardian or living with other people. But with that freedom does come a lot of responsibility. And this story kind of talks about being responsible. I think I was responsible. I just, I didn't have it all at that time. So the story I want to talk about is when I first moved into my first apartment. Um, It was actually that same year that I ended up dropping out of uh, school for a year. So half of half of the time that I was out of school, I was living in this apartment and I almost got evicted from this apartment. So I did. Like I said, I had a roommate, um, but it was the way our lease was set up was a lot different than or is uncommon the way this lease was set up where each person had each person in the apartment had their own individual lease for basically their room and they paid their own rent. So if some reason I did get evicted from that apartment, my roommate wouldn't have had to move out. He could have stayed there. It's just been an open room that he wouldn't be able to go into. But 
I got lucky with this um, management company or this apartment complex where they really worked with me. At this time, I, I, like I said, I was out of school for half of the time living, and it was a one-year lease, so for six months, I was not um, in school. So I was working, or at least trying to find a job, and the job that I currently had was not paying enough for the rent, and I did not do prop- my proper research, which I hope with this episode you will do before you move into a an apartment and realized that I didn't have, I wasn't making enough money to pay for rent and everything that's included when you're living by yourself. Um, but luckily in the process or within that year, I was able to find another job. I was able to pay back all or pay all of the money that I owed um, before I moved out. So I didn't get evicted. Um, my roommate actually didn't even know. I don't think my parents knew about this story. So if you're listening, yes, your son almost got evicted, but he didn't get evicted. And basically because of that experience is how I think it, it made me change the way I feel about living in the apartment and being on my own. I definitely take it more seriously. I definitely make sure I even keep a budget now to make sure I have the money that I need in order to continue living in my apartment and not get evicted or even get close to getting evicted. So I definitely learned a lot from that. And it's something that I will always remember and I hope will always help me continue to not get close to being evicted from an apartment as long as I live in apartments. But that was my story for this episode. So I want to now get on to the main part of this episode, giving you my five tips I believe will help you on your journey to probably getting to your first apartment, whether it's with by yourself or with roommates. Um, I also want to say, I don't know if I said this already, but this advice is not just for college students um, who are moving to an apartment or whatever. This is, I believe these tips will also help if you're moving into your first apartment and you're not going to college or you're not thinking about going to college. If you're moving from one apartment to another apartment, I believe these tips can definitely still help you. So no matter if you're going to college or not, this is an episode for you if you're thinking about moving into an apartment, whether it's your first time, second time, third time, fourth time. You can always learn something new that can help you in that process. Because honestly, moving in move the process of moving into an apartment is probably one of the most stressful times I have had so far in my life. Um, just looking for apartments and then moving into the apartment and just getting accumulated, accumulated, I can't even say the word, getting accustomed to that new environment that you're, that you're living in. So let's get started with the first tip. Tip number one, plan, 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 plan. I, I, this is again, this is my opinion. This is the Lazing B Experience podcast. So these are my opinions. Give yourself as much time as possible when looking for an apartment. 
this will be your home for the next six months to maybe even two years, depending on how, how long your lease is. So you definitely want to make sure wherever you, you decide to live is a place that you're comfortable with, that you feel safe in, that you know you will be able to afford for the duration of your lease. Um, depending on the area, I would um, start planning around at least six months before you would like to move into um, the apartment. And then it can be even more time if you're like moving to a different state or a different city. Um, so I would definitely try to give yourself a buffer of maybe six months. And I say six months because it can be a lot trying to find an apartment that fit your budget, fit what you want, fit what you need, for the most part, fit what some most of the things that you want or as much, many things as you want uh, within an apartment complex or within an apartment. Um, so give yourself a lot of time because this is not while you're looking for an apartment, you're still living your normal life. You're still, if you're in school, still going to school. Uh, if you're working, you're still working. If you have kids, you're still taking care of your kids. So this is not something you can probably do every day. This might be something you can only do on the weekends, only do in the evening times. In a lot of different apartment complexes, um, their offices close or only open during certain hours. So you might have to figure out the hours you can make it to a, a, an apartment office or apartment complex to actually look at the apartment. So like I said, I would give yourself at least six months before the time you would like to move in to an apartment. Um, while it, within the six months, you should be starting making a list of everything you need within an apartment, everything you want in an apartment, and then everything you think it would be cool to have an apartment, but it's not necessary to have within an apartment. Um, this would definitely help you when you're trying to narrow down your choices of what apartment you want once you get to that step. Next, set realistic budget, set a realistic budget for your apartment in the amenities. Um, just because rent is not the only thing that will be mandatory for you to pay once you get an apartment, you have to pay other utilities like your gas, if you have to pay for gas, um, electric, which most places, if not all places, make you pay electric. Um, if you want internet or TV, um, that would be something you have to pay for. So there are a lot of other things that you have to pay for outside of rent in order to have an apartment. So definitely make a list, uh, definitely be realistic about your budget and what you can afford. Uh, next, visit um, the websites slash. Now, of course, there are a lot of apps out there too um, to figure out what they have available within their apartment complexes. Um, I would even call ahead to certain places just because just because they say it's available on their website or within an app, it might not be updated. So when you call them, they can let you know exactly what they have available and when it's available, when their apartments are available. Um, so you won't waste your time trying to go there because an app or a website said they have some available and then you go there and then they say, oh, we just moved somebody in or it's not, it haven't been available. Our website wasn't updated. Um, so definitely visit their website 
and different apps out there. There are a lot of different apps to find apartments, but also call ahead, not just to figure out what apartments they have available, but just to ask questions that you will want to know about their um, apartment complex. Because again, their website might, might not be updated or the app might not be updated. And there might be some changes that they didn't include within their website or the app that you're looking at. Uh, once you make those phone calls and you feel comfortable enough, you should definitely go visit each of the apartments you're interested in and then continue asking all the questions uh, that you can think of. Um, some, Of course, some of the answers might already be um, on their website or on the app, but you can still ask them just to make sure, again, everything is up to date on their website or the app that you looked at. Um, some of the questions I think you should probably ask include what amenities are included and not included within the rent. So in my current apartment, uh, my water is included within the rent. So I don't have to worry about another bill is already included in the rent. But my electric bill is something I have to pay outside of my rent. So definitely want to know what's included and what's not included within your rent. Uh, also, if you plan on having pets, do they allow pets and what's the extra fee? Because there will be an extra fee, just depending on how much it is. So definitely ask about that if you if you have a pet or plan on ha getting one. Um, how much the security deposit is, which is very important because they won't give you an apartment until you pay that. Um, and then you po can possibly get it, get some of it back. I never been in an apartment where I get all my security deposit back. So don't think you probably don't think you will get it all back at the at the end of your lease, but it's still important to know how much it is because that's you still have to pay that before you move in to your apartment. And then the last question, uh, what are the the term lease or the term the lease terms? So a lot of different apartments have different terms for their leases. Um, and then, and the different terms comes with different rent pr prices. So usually the longer the lease is, the, the least amount of money it is per month and the shorter the lease is, the mo more it is. Um, and then definitely if you're going month to month, that's probably most expensive um, if you're moving into an an apartment. So definitely ask that question and understand the different rent um, payments for each of the terms. Lastly, when it comes to planning, uh, make a list of everything you need to bring to your apartment. Um, if this is your first time moving in to an apartment, you definitely want to make a list of everything that you will need um, and think about the stuff that you use every day, but you don't really know that you need it, like toilet paper, um, toothpaste, um, towels, um, silverware and plates. Those are the kind of things you kind of want to remember that you actually need to get because but if this is your first time getting an apartment, you probably don't even think about buying those things because you 
probably don't buy it on a regular basis because you live with a parent or a guardian or someone else who might buy it when you run out. So those are some of the things you might want to think about or make a list of that you need before you move into your apartment. Uh, when I get down to my last tip, I will give you more examples of things that you might want to think about to add to your list. But I will get to that when we get there. So moving on to tip number two, very important tip. All these tips, I think are important, but this is very important. Uh, finding a roommate. If you're living on a tight budget or you're scared to live alone, a roommate or roommates is pretty much the answer to to your 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 worries or to your budget. This would definitely help cut down costs because usually um, everything is split in half or everything is split evenly amongst the your your roommates when it comes to like the rent and the utilities. Outside of that, you probably have to like for groceries and utility or um, toiletries, you will probably pay that by yourself. But when it comes to the nest, the the nest, the success, I can't even say the word necessities to living in an apartment that will most likely be something you guys split evenly amongst each other, which will help um, you pay and not have to pay the full amount. Now, not all roommates are good roommates. So you definitely want to ask questions to make sure um, you guys have some rules that you guys create and not rules that your parents create uh, before you want to live with each other because you might be good friends, best friends with somebody, but you probably never live with them. So you don't know how they treat the place where they call home. So you definitely want to understand their mindset when it comes to their living habits. So some of the questions you should definitely ask are, um, who's bringing what to the apartment? So again, that can help cut down on things that you have to buy for the apartment. Are they a messy person? And can you live with someone who's messy? I've had I've had messy roommates and I have had not so messy roommates and I can live with it, but I like my things to be in order. So as long as my area is clean and the common areas are clean, I don't care what they do in their room. Do they have a job, which is probably the most important question, because do they have a source to pay for the rent and the utilities that they agreed that they will pay for? So you definitely want to see, make sure they have a job and make sure they have a job that they can pay for the things to continue living in the apartment because you don't want it to be I got a job but they don't make enough money to pay for everything so once you sign the lease no matter it don't matter who's paying for it it has to get paid so you want to make sure that that they can continue paying their part of the rent next question do they like their music loud and how um, late do they like to listen to their music or TV? Um, that can definitely be something that for college students or people who have jobs, if they like to listen to their music or watch their TV loud at night, um, it not only can frustrate you, but it can frustrate other people who live around them and they can start getting, you guys can start getting noise complaints and start getting warnings and that kind of stuff. And then when it comes down to trying to renew your lease, if you want to continue living there, it might be harder for you to do that because a lot of places want to have a community within their residence. And if you're disturbing other residents, they don't want you to continue living there. So definitely make sure that those people who you're if you said if you decide to have roommates that they don't like to um, have loud music all 
times during the day or night. <laughs> Last question, do they plan on having a lot of company over? So this, again, is a kind of a preference if you like to have people over your your where you live at or if you don't like to have a lot of people where you're living. So make sure you guys understand the rules when it comes to having company over and should they have to ask to have company over or can they only be in their room or and that those kind of things. So definitely make sure you guys have an understanding of um, these type of questions. Of course, there's other questions you should definitely ask. Um, do some research, Google questions you ask your roommates before they become your roommates. And I'm pretty sure there's a ton of questions you can ask and be honest um, when answering these questions. And hopefully the people that you're, you're potentially going to live with will also be honest because it's only going to make things worse if you say one thing and you're living or doing something else when it comes down to living together. So going next, it's cool to have friends as roommates, but make sure all your you you all communicate before and while you're being roommates. You want to make sure again, you still want to ask the questions don't no matter how much you know that person because, because again, if you never live with them, you don't know their living habits or how they treat the place with where they call home. Um, so definitely ask those questions and con continue to communicate while you're living together because, of course, things change. Maybe someone is very neat and very organized, but when it becomes stressed, things start to change. You want to know that kind of information and they might not even know that information until it happens. So continue to communicate and be communicative um, while you're living together and not just before you become um, roommates. I myself have had roommates that have been friends and we continue to be friends to this day uh, because we communicate with the, communicated with each other. Um, I don't think we did a lot of communicating beforehand or we probably did while we we're looking for apartments. Um, but while we were living together, we definitely made sure we communicated when we didn't like something or when something was not being done correctly or when rent is due and somebody haven't paid their part yet or when the utility bill is due and they haven't given you the money for it yet. We definitely communicated that with each other. And for the most part, um, I haven't had any real problems with roommates yet. Um, and one of the biggest things I think that helped with that was being communicative and communicating when things are going right and when things are going wrong. Now, if you're going to pick someone that you don't know to be your roommate, you definitely want to ask these questions. You definitely want to have set ground rules because, again, one, you don't know them. So you you don't even know how they are outside of the house of, of like living their living space. But now you're going to live with them, a complete stranger. You definitely want to understand who they are. You want to maybe even go out for lunch one day just to understand each other and talk with each other and communicate and all that kind of stuff. I've had two times where my roommate, I didn't know as well. And again, I had great times living with those two people because, again, we communicated beforehand. We communicated throughout our time 
um, of living together. Um, like my, like I said, my first roommate, um, we actually had a class together. It was like a Gen Ed class. And I think, I forget what major he was, but it was a Gen Ed class. So we had to take that no matter what major you was. And we was on a project together and we were talking and stuff. We was cool and stuff. But after the class, after the class was over, we really didn't talk. But then one day we bumped into each other somewhere and we started hanging out a little bit and we got to know each other. And then when it came time to uh, somehow we talked about um, moving into apartment or whatever. And we're like, would you like to be roommates? And we became roommates. And again, we can continue to communicate throughout our time of being roommates. And we never really had problems at all. Um, we don't talk at all now, but. That's because I live in Indiana. I don't know where he is now, but uh, like we were cool roommates, but we were never like best friends. And you don't have to be best friends with your, your your roommate. As long as you guys respect each other and you guys communicate with each other, you guys can be the best roommates. And then the second time, which kind of was way different when I moved to Indiana for my current, not where I currently live, but when I moved to Indiana and moved to my first apartment, uh, we were like completely strangers. Like the first time we met um, was doing a um, orientation for school. And usually doing orientations, they split you up based on your major and you do the, the campus tour. And you go to your department and you be able to ask all these questions and stuff. So as we were doing that, uh, not just me and my, my roommate, but all of us within that group was really talking about, OK, well, you got, we, we had conversations throughout. And one of the conversations that we had was about living arrangements. We were two of the people who said we didn't we're, were planning on living in apartments, but we didn't we went to roommates and we didn't have any roommates. So we ended up talking for a little while and we decided we were going to be roommates. I was from Illinois, believe he was from Pennsylvania. So we traded phone numbers. Um, we both looked at apartments uh, separately. Um, I came back to Indiana before school started to look at apartments that I liked. He came back and looked at apartments that he liked. Um, we both chose, uh, we both liked one apartment and we called them and was able to set up a time to sign the lease and everything. And we were able to find a place. And that's how we got to become roommates. But again, with this roommate, everything was communicated. We had a lot of um, uh, communication between each other. I remember one time uh, to try to cut down on grocery costs, we tried to do some grocery shopping together where we would split the cost of groceries and we would just share um, share the food. But that didn't work out for us um, for whatever reason. But again, we communicated that with each other and we end up going back to buying our own groceries. But the only way we was able to continue being room, good roommates with each other was through that communication, because if we didn't communicate that we didn't want to do it anymore and we kept doing it. But then some person, one person felt like they were getting the bad end of it and the other person was didn't know, then that person will have a conflict and they w we wouldn't have been roommates for as long as we have, because I think we were roommates for like two years before he went off and joined the fraternity and he went to live with his, uh, I guess, fraternity brothers. But we were able to live together for two years because we were able to communicate and work together when it, when it came to different things. So moving on. 
So if you're going to pick someone you don't know as well, oh, I think I talked about this already. Okay, remember, just because y'all don't get along doesn't mean um, you can leave in the middle of your lease. Once you guys sign that lease, um, you guys are responsible for that rent in those utilities for the duration of that the term for your lease. So be wise on who you choose because that person you can be stuck with them and for up to a, a year a lot of leases are 12 months so you can be stuck with that person for 12 months and maybe halfway through it y'all don't get along anymore so now you're living with someone now you're living in an apartment with someone and you're not feeling safe or you're not feeling comfortable with being at your home with that person so now for the next six months you have to feel uncomfortable in your own home and it's, and it's very bad to feel uncomfortable in your own home I, I know a lot of people might be introverts and not feel comfortable in crowds or not like to be around a lot of people but in to to actually live somewhere and not feel comfortable there is like one of the worst things I can think about. So definitely be wise when it when you're trying to choose a, a, a roommate for your apartment. So moving on to tip number three, choosing or picking a location. Location of your apartment is just as important as the rent or choosing a roommate. Ideally, you definitely want to be as close as you can be to your school or your job because that can help cut down costs on gas or travel time and that kind of thing. You always want to try to save as much money as you can or live close to where you know you're going to be going frequently because that's going to help save you time and money. But understand also if you're trying to live close to like a major city or a downtown area, most likely those prices for those apartments will be a lot higher than outside of those main areas. Um, where I currently live, um, which is in Indianapolis, uh, my school is basically downtown Indianapolis. And if I wanted to live anywhere near my school, I was gonna pay double or triple the amount that I'm paying for my apartment right now. Um, if I want to live anywhere near that's my uh, my school a walking distance from my school. So, I mean, those apartments are real nice and all, but based off my budget, based off what I can afford, I decided not to even think about living over there, at least not during this time while I'm going to school. So it's very important. The location is very important when it comes to choosing an apartment because it can definitely um, change the price of your rent. Other places you want to keep in mind when it comes to the location um, is like grocery stores, um, restaurants, fun activities that you like to do, and then other friends. Um, of course, those, I, as I said, those like from grocery stores to living with uh, close to other friends, um, those it's like on a different scale. So of course you want to live close to grocery stores, but it's not necessary that you live close to your best friend or your friend that lives somewhere else. So when it comes to making the final decision, maybe you have five, your top five choices. Definitely you want to go with like where are where you work slash where you go to school and then maybe grocery stores, how close different grocery stores that you like to go to or restaurants and then 
you can window down to like fun activities and other friends um, based off your options. And of course, lastly, you also want to try to live in it as safe as safe place as possible because you don't want to just you don't want to live somewhere again where you're uncomfortable going back to your home where you're spending where you're where you're sleeping where all your belongings are most of your belongings are or where you park your car at you don't want to be worried about that and have to pay rent or and and all that kind of stuff so definitely try to find areas that are as safe as possible so you don't have to have other worries outside of like rent or car payments and school and that kind of thing or work and kids so that was tip number three moving on to tip number four which is another very important tip all these tips are very important um but this is a, another very important tip when it comes down to the actual apartment is understanding your lease. A lease is a an apartment lease is probably one of the most important documents you will sign. Um, I don't want to say well, ain't maybe in your life, but definitely in your young adult life before you go off and like get married or buy your house and that kind of thing. This is a very important document. This is a legal document that you're signing and that you're saying you agree to not only pay this rent at this time every month, but to follow these rules also. Just because you live in an apartment doesn't mean you can do anything and everything you want. They each apartment have their own rules and you have to follow them because you signed the saying you agreed to these rules. So it's definitely important to try to read the entire lease and understand the entire lease. Um, a lot of leases can be a lot of a lot of pages. So you definitely want to try to at least skim through the important, important um portions of the lease, which I will talk about in a few minutes. And if you don't understand, or a few seconds, if you don't understand something within the lease, you definitely want to ask and get clarity on it. I know whenever I've signed a lease, um, now that you can do it uh, virtually or on your computer, it hasn't happened, at least when I re-signed my current lease. But when I first signed, like almost each lease that I had, the person who was like working in the office at that time, they will go over the lease and kind of as I like sign different spots in the lease or initiate um, different spots in the lease, they will talk about that portion of the lease and kind of give um, cliff notes of of what. I'm signing or what I'm initiating, initialing. But if you want to read the lease before you sign in, in an issue, which you should, you can tell them that I want to I want to read it before I sign it. And they can't tell you, no, you can't you can't read it. So definitely read your lease and ask questions if you don't understand something. So here are some important parts I think you should be paying attention to or extra attention to uh, when you're looking at your lease and reading your lease and signing your lease. Now, 
what I'm going to name these parts um, could be definitely different uh, within your lease, but it should be kind of similar to the parts within your lease. So you want to pay attention to the definitions and basic lease terms. So that's like what, usually at the beginning, it tells you how much you're paying for your um, each month, tells you how long the lease is. It says everybody who's on the lease, whether they're a leaseholder or occupant, which is two different things. A leaseholder is person who who's responsible for everything within the apartment and paying the rent. An occupant is just someone who's living there who is not responsible for anything in the apartment according to your lease. Now, if you have made an agreement between yourself, the leaseholder, and the occupant, that's between you two, but the responsibilities of that apartment is is the lease holder or holders. I definitely want to pay attention to the rent. So that talks about like when is due, what happens if you don't pay it, when is due, like the the penalties, and then the process of being evicted will be the ma- the main things that come in that section. Um, next, security deposit. Again, that talks about how much your security deposit is, and probably different things where, um, and what can what different things could happen for you not to get your security deposit back. Pet policy is important if you have a pet or plan on having a pet. Um, they def a lot of different apartments definitely have different um, rules when it comes to pets, as far as like how big the pet can be, how many pets you can have, um, the cleaning process, and all that kind of stuff. So pay attention to that if you have a pet or plan on having one. Parking is important if you have a car. A lot of places, or at least where I live, parking was included. But they also had like different, ooh, excuse me. They also had different options for uh, parking if you wanted to pay more. Like if you want to have like a, an awning for your parking spot or they have different spots where you can like rent those spots and it's just your your parking spot. Um, they may have garages, they may have other stuff, but some places actually where you have to pay extra outside your rent um, for parking. So it's not included. I've, again, where I currently live and where I've been living, parking was included. They might have some some things where you can get extra for uh, if you pay for it. But where I've lived, parking was included. So definitely make sure parking, what is the rules when it comes to parking? And with guests, sometimes they have specific spots where guests can park their cars. Um, and if someone don't have a, a sticker, a certain sticker, or the, that, that car is not on the lease, then that the people who own that apartment complex can tow your car or tow your friend's car. And then you have to go through a whole process of finding where they send the car when they tow it and then paying the amount it costs to get the car out the the towing lot or whatever. I have actually had sometimes, plenty of times, where I had to get a friend's car out of a towing, um, 
a towing lot or whatever. And I, I can't get mad at the apartment complex, even though at the time I was, because they had rules and we didn't follow the rules. So we had to pay the price. But so definitely pay attention to that part. Next, utilities. Again, this part talks about what utilities you, you have to pay outside of your rent and then probably have the utilities that are included within your rent. Next, bed, bed bugs. Um, I don't know if every apartment, every lease will have this, but some of the leases that I've had talked about bed bugs because they don't want it within their apartment complex because if some one person have it, it can easily go to other um, apartments. You definitely don't want that to happen. I actually had a lease where it said if they find out that you had bad bugs, they can terminate your lease and make you um, leave your apartment within like 24 or 48 hours. So definitely pay attention if they have anything about bad bugs within their lease. Uh, next, owner's termination rights. So this talks about the rights of the lease, the apartment complex or the management company and the different things that they can do if they want to terminate you from your apartment. But it's usually stuff where if you don't follow their rules or if you do something you shouldn't have done, they can um, terminate your lease. But usually they can't just terminate your lease because they don't want you to live there anymore. Like if you're paying your rent on time, you're paying everything on time, you're not being noisy um, to other um, residents or anything like that. They won't just make you move because they want you to they want one they want you to live there because that's how they get paid so they definitely won't just terminate you just to terminate you next residence duty on move out so of course you're just moving into the apartment but you definitely want to make sure you understand the move out process too because again that can affect your security deposit um it can affect a lot of other things when it comes to um, living in that apartment. So definitely pay attention to like times that you have to have the key in by, what you have to have cleaned and all that kind of stuff. Um, the next one is term. So this just talks about um, the term of your lease basically. And then lastly is renter's insurance. So some places uh, require renter's insurance, others don't. So definitely uh, understand their policy when it comes to renter's insurance. And a renter's insurance is really to benefit you. So if something happens within the apartment, um, you have insurance for the items that you have within your apartment. So no matter if they require it or not, I would definitely um, suggest you get some. And it's not that expensive for renter's insurance. Some, if you have a car, you should have car insurance. In a lot of places, with car, if you have car insurance, they can give you a discount or have cheaper renter's insurance. So definitely look into that and definitely have that when you're moving into an apartment. So those are some of the important parts I think you should, you should pay extra attention to when it comes to uh, understanding your lease. Uh, but my last and final tip that I want to talk about is having uh, 
an apartment checklist. So I have two different lists I think you should have, and I'm going to um, share some examples of what you might want to put on those lists. So the first list I talked about already was things that you need within an apartment, things that you want within an apartment, and things that will be cool to have within an apartment, but it's not necessary. So an example of some of the things you might have on the list as far as what you need, you definitely want a refrigerator. Um, for me, oh, these are kind of my needs and my wants and my could be cool to have, um, but you can definitely have other ones depending on like your budget and what you feel comfortable with and what you want. So for me, refrigerator, I do want Century AC, uh, high speed internet access. So not def not they don't have to include it within their rent, but I have to be able to have access to internet because I again I am a student and with this last year of working for or working and going to school from home, having internet was very important. Um, parking included for me again. I don't want to have to have to pay extra for parking. I want to be able to park at my apartment be with the amount that I pay for rent. I want to have quiet neighbors. I want to have a uh, garbage disposal um, included as far as like, um, I think, yeah, garbage disposal, like in your um, kitchen. Uh, I need a lot of closet space because I have a lot of stuff. Um, not just clothes, but like a lot of like um, baskets and um, totes with different stuff that I want to have stored. And then good shower pressure. And you really learn uh, from experience when it comes to shower pressure because a good shower is always good. And if the pressure of the water is not good, it can ruin your shower. And if you live there for a whole year, you can have a year worth of bad showers. And I don't want that. And I don't like that. Next things that I want, a washer and dryer in the unit. In the unit. Uh, again, this is something that I want and I believe only had it like once within a unit. Every other time they were um, like outside the unit, it was like a community washer and dryer, um, which is cool. Um, it's not something that I need, but something that I want. Like I said, a balcony. I, lo I love having a balcony, especially if I live on a higher floor where I can be outside, but don't have to leave my apartment. Um, you, you Having utilities included. So my current apartment, I have my water included, uh, which is good. I don't have to worry about the price of water for my apartment. Uh, something uh, else that I want close to my job or school. I'm about driving distance. I'm about 15 minutes away from school and my job. So it's not too far and I can get to both of those locations um, with pretty much ease. Again, these are ones that I want within my apartment. And then lastly, uh, ceiling light. I don't have a lot of that, but um, again, this is probably not something you think about if you never had an apartment, but having ceiling light means that you don't have to have lamps or you don't have to go buy extra lamps or anything. It's already light within your apartment um, because at night you might need, you will need lights. And if you don't have any ceiling lights and you don't have any lamps, then you won't have any light except on your phone or TV or something. So having ceiling lights definitely is something that I would like to have within my apartment. And then lastly, um, would, would be cool items that I would 
will be cool but again it's not necessary and it's not going to like do a lot of deterrent on whether i live there or not but it'd be cool to have it a fitness center a pool and a game room i like even though <laughs> a lot of apartments that i have have had at least one of these that I never used or probably used very infrequently. But like I said, it's just something that would be cool to have just in case I do want to use it every once in a while. So that is my my list of things that I want, need, and will be cool. My final list or my second list that I have is lists of items you may need for your apartment. So again, if you never lived in an apartment for, before, you probably haven't thought about these things that you might need um, in order for you to be comfortable and live within your apartment. So I'm gonna break it down within the areas within your apartment. So first starting off with the bedroom, of course you need a bed and like the bed frame and all that kind of stuff. Uh, TV, if you have like cable or if you like to stream stuff off your TV. Um, dressers, of course for your clothes, hangers, lights. Um, if you if they're not provided like the um, if you lamps if you need them uh, trash cans which is something that I really didn't think about when I first got an apartment um, but you definitely need trash cans or trash in trash bags um, a nightstand for myself so I have like my I have different stuff in my nightstand that I use every day that is easy to get to when I'm laying down or near my bed and then a desk um, for me even though my desk is outside my bedroom this is definitely something i need again because of the pandemic a lot of things i were i was doing was um online and at home so having this desk definitely helped with that next going on to the bathroom bathroom you need mats shower curtains toilet paper towels um toothpaste toothbrush soap a plunger um you might not think you need a plunger but there will be situations where you will need a plunger and not having one would be very inconvenient especially if you need it at night and stores are closed uh cleaning supplies and hand soap going on to the kitchen um plates bowls silverware cups slash glasses um, food pots and pans especially if you like to cook a microwave if it's not provided every apartment except like my current apartment had a microwave provided so i actually had to go out and buy uh, a microwave actually this apartment in my last apartment didn't have a microwave but i ended up buying one when i moved to my current apartment knives um, cleaning supplies again like um, your dishwashing soap and that kind of thing um, and then Tupperware you never know how important Tupperware is until you have leftovers and you want to eat it later but you don't have any Tupperware so now you have to use your pots and pans and your micro in your in your refrigerator and that never looks nice so definitely you want to have Tupperware moving on to the living area um, couch TV a uh, coffee table, a table, a regular table, like an eating table, and then lamps if not if you don't have like ceiling lights or anything like that. And then some other things that you might not think about, but they're not like with a certain room within your apartment. Broom, dustpan is very important. A vacuum if you have carpet. 
rugs. I mean, they're not very important, but they can help with decorating your apartment. Wall art, again, like not very important, but if you like to decorate your apartment. Um, oh, rags, so you can clean your apartment. Extension cords or cables, and then a shoe rack, depending on how many shoes you have, of course. But those are just a couple items that I thought of that I thought would be important to have for you if you're moving into an apartment, especially if this is your first time moving into a, an apartment. Um, so I hope all those tips, all the uh, advice helped you or have you thinking about what you need for your next apartment or your for, for your first apartment. But before I leave you, I do want to give you some advice for the week. So when looking for an apartment, especially for your first one plan, like I said, plan out at least six months before you want to move in to that apartment. Again, this will help you not feel stressed out when it comes to um, the date that you want to move in. And then it also give you um, leverage on where you want to live, because if you're getting close to to um, the day that you need to move into an apartment and you don't have anything, you are going to have to take like the first thing that comes available. And that might not be some somewhere you want to live. So definitely um, start planning ahead of time. I actually have to do that. Not this apartment, but my last apartment. I really hated that place, but because I planned so late, um, I had to get it and have to live there for a whole year. Luckily, that year is over, and I'm actually at an apartment that I really enjoy. That again, I think I said it kind of briefly, but I am re-signing my lease for this apartment because it's a great apartment, and it's going to be somewhere I can comfortably live based off my budget and the area that I live in and my neighbors, for the most part, my neighbors, because they they can be loud uh, sometimes, but they're not loud enough for me to want to move out. Um, But this apartment is very great for my lifestyle. Next, when it comes to roommates, over communicating is way better than under communicating. Um, So definitely, if you have roommates, whether they're your best friends or they're strangers that you met at school or met somewhere, it's better to communicate things that that are not necessary to communicate than not to communicate at all. Because if you don't communicate, it can lead to bad situations or bad experiences or unsafe places where you don't want to live. So definitely communicate with your future potential roommates. Lastly, um, make a list, make lists like, like I talked about in my last tip with your budget in mind of all things you need, want, and would be cool to have within your apartment. So when you're trying to find an apartment, don't just think about how much it costs for rent. Think about how much it will cost for um, utilities. Um, Think about how much it will cost for gas when it comes to going into the place that you have to go. Think about how much it costs for groceries. Think about how much it costs um, for parking. Think about all those different type of costs when it comes to the budget of your apartment because again, it's a lot of freedom that you get when you're moving away and moving on your own but there's a lot of other responsibilities that you have to take care of because you are now on your own. So definitely 
make a list and keep your budget in mind when making that list. So again, I want to say thank you. If you stay the whole episode for listening to this episode of the Lies and Be Experienced podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this episode, please reach out to me. I would love to answer all your questions. You can email me at lazenbyexperience at gmail.com. That's L-A-Z-E-N-B-Y experience at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow, like, share, and subscribe on all the platforms. That's including YouTube. That's including Facebook. That's including Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you like to listen to podcasts. Please follow, like, share, and subscribe. Remember, season one is also available on all those platforms. So if you haven't yet listened to season one, that is also a great season to listen to with a lot of great content to help you with your success. Lastly, if you like to read your content instead of listening to this amazing voice that you hear right now, I have blog posts for each episode available at lazenbexperience.wordpress.com. Um, I also have a lot of uh, other blog posts that I have posted before I started the podcast. So there's a lot of other stuff, a, a lot of other blog posts you can read um, if you just want to start binge reading because you're bored or whatever. So definitely check that out um, when you can. So as always, again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Lazenby Experience podcast. Until next time, continue your journey until you reach your success. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Lazenby Experience podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of it to help you with your success. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, like, share, and subscribe on all platforms, including YouTube, Facebook, and Apple Podcasts at the Lazenby Experience. Have questions about this episode or have topics you would like me to cover in the future, send me an email at lazenbyexperience at gmail.com. That's L-A-Z-E-N-B-Y experience at gmail.com. Lastly, I would like to give a huge shout out to Jamari Michael of Indigo Entertainment Group for the instrumentals you heard throughout this episode. Again, thank you for listening to the Lazen to Be Experienced podcast. And until next time, continue your journey until you reach your success.